Support for Alleist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel, and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at laist.com slash events. What you're about to hear is fiction. The scenes and characters are inspired by Eric Galindo's life, but it's a made-up story. This season of Wild is serialized, which means it's best experienced if you start with Episode 1, a Southeast L.A. rom-com. If you don't, you might be a little lost. You're listening to Episode 6, Backstory. Enjoy. What are you looking at now? Uh, well, I'm in the, like, discounted section. It's just kind of dig, right? See if you can find a good deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what people mean by digging for records? Yeah, you look for, like, a gem a gem in, like, a pile of records, you know? Oh, yeah, like, it's like thrifting. Yeah, it is. It is like thrifting. All right, I want to I wanna dig around. My boy, uh, Walter Mercado. Marvin Gaye? Midnight Love. I'm very basic, though. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff in here that other people would be like, oh, my God, the LJs. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, bro. Well, we sure are spending a lot of time together, aren't we? I don't know. Time is kind of broken for me. Is that what you say to all the people you're trying to spend more time with? Yes, and then I take them to a record shop and maybe a movie. What about the movie you're telling me about right now? Aren't you in the car someplace with your ex and her mom and her best friend? Well, now it's just her mom. Oh, right. Are you okay, Eric? You haven't said a word for ten minutes. That may be a new record for you. I'm just thinking. Thinking about what? What did my daughter say to you? What did you all talk about up there? I've never seen you this quiet. I don't remember, honestly. What? You have a great memory. You're always like, I don't gotta write shit down because I have a great memory. I never said that. It's true. It's true. I guess there are some things you don't want to remember. That is true. It's true. It is true. <laughs> I'm Eric Galindo. I'm Megan Tan. And this is Wild. Man, I cannot believe this. Oh my God. Like, I just woke up and I just had all the money in the world. Like, I can't even believe this. Like, even got some, uh, what's the shoes called? Christy Louis BTs, Vuittons, whatever that is. I got a pair of them at my side. I got a Louis bag, Gucci bag, Finny bag. I got, like, everything. I got some Gucci fries. You know how I pop the lenses out. Like, I got everything. You're listening to Wild. It's a show about growing up. Kinda. This season, it's about the kind of love that fucks you up. That forces you to confront parts of yourself in a way that you never have before. The kind where, despite all of that, you wind up saying to yourself, I think I'm falling in love. 
Wild will be back after this break. Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Alaist has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite LA restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at las.com slash events. Now, back to the show. All right, so I'm taking Angela to the airport and we're late. And you hate being late. Damn. Sorry about the traffic. It's going to be tight, but I think you can catch your flight. Eric, listen to me. I know it's hard to let go, but I think it's for the best. You and Luna are better off as friends. Luna and I are not going to be friends. Why not? You never know. We were never friends to begin with. Well, that's a problem. Why? Me and Carlo didn't always connect, if I'm being honest. What? That's not true. You two were one of my favorite love stories. You didn't let me finish. Carlo and I had our ups and downs, but we were always able to push through because we were friends. Well, Luna and I were... (sighs) Whatever. What does it matter? It's over now. Well, I'm proud of you. You are? Yeah, for how you're handling things. Honestly, at the end of the day... Walking away was a lot easier than I thought it'd be. Some people are supposed to be in your life for a long time. Some are for just a little bit of time. But knowing the difference is hard. And once you know, letting go of the ones who aren't meant to stay is even harder. What? What are you you talking about? What do you mean? I don't think Luna and you were meant to be. It happens sometimes. Oh, oh, Mijo, why are you crying? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. No, you're right. We're, we weren't meant to be together. I, I kind of knew all along that I didn't deserve a happy ending. It's cool though, I get it. I'm just, I'm not like you and Carlo. Oh, Eric, I- Anyway, we're here. Terminal six. You better hurry. You are way late for this flight. What are you doing? I've just decided. I'm not getting on the plane. What? Why? Because I'm driving back with you. I'm trying to email my teacher's assistant that I'm going to be a day late on prep, but it won't go through. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry, there's no reception out here. The radio's barely even working.
Where are we? Somewhere in Nebraska. So what does that mean? That's about 20 hours-ish. I give up. I'll call my TA when I get some bars. Hello, hello! You're listening to LBOG, The Boogie, Lexington's premier and only radio oldies request line. And you know, today's show is brought to you by Nebraska Mutual. Whoa. That's weird. What is? It's like a Nebraska Art LeBeau or something. <laughs> Boy, you don't know nothing about that. Oh, come on. Every Latino in LA knows Art LeBeau, dude. Eh, don't call me dude. And that may be true, but I bet you never got to hang out with them at the Legion. Southern California's number one disc jockey, Art LeBeau. Well, good evening. We're glad to have you here for our show. We have some great stars tonight. Wait, what? When my family first came to this country, we settled in El Monte and got jobs working under the table as janitors for some aerospace company. It was brutal work, but as soon as Friday hit... Me and my love would go catch an oldie show at the American Legion. Dancing to oldies when they were newies? Come on, how old do you think I am? This is like the late 80s, dude. <laughs> they were already oldies then too. My bad. <laughs> okay, so one time Art LeBeau himself came in and Marco went right up to him and bought him a drink. Who's Marco? Oh, um, just... Some guy, he was just part of the crew. He was always the brave one, okay? So he goes up to Art and suddenly we're hanging out with Mr. Oldies but Goodies himself. <laughs> Yo, I can see you and Carlo dancing like it was yesterday. Like I was there. Hello, hello, you're on the boogie. Hi, I'd like to dedicate I Feel Good All Over to my baby Sam on our anniversary. Oh, the baby miracles. I have that song right in front of me. Great request. Here you go. That's a good one. Oh my God, I can't believe it. it turn it up. This was our song. Oh man. Baby, baby, I found the four-leaf clover. All right. And baby, you made me feel a good all over. <laughs> I'm the lucky one in this world because you said that I'm his girl. Damn. Mama Angela <laughs> can sing. Okay, I had a life before I was a mama, you know. I can see that. Do you feel like you're back at the Legion or what? <laughs> I did until the radio crapped out. <laughs> <sighs> I you know, feel I like can't... no, no, no. Go ahead. The thing, it's well. I was just thinking, you and Carlo are like, I don't know. It was just special. I would look at you guys sometimes, and I would dream of a real future for me and Luna. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. No, for real. Like y'all give me hope. Like, they should make a rom-com about you guys. Okay, that's enough. What? Do you even know how Carlo and I met? Yeah. He told me you met when he was doing a side hustle selling hot dogs outside a dance hall. Oh, shit! Was it the Legion? Yes. Even though we actually worked together at the aerospace company. But we were all undocumented, so they basically paid us nothing. We all had to have side hustles. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. What was your side hustle? Duh. I used to sing. Oh, what? 
I used to sing boleros at the Downey Country Club on Sundays, and boy, I was good. I believe you. On a good day, I could make in one night singing what I would make in a whole week at my day job. So why don't you just become a singer? I got pregnant. Ah, gotcha. So you and Carlo met outside the Legion. Luna's father and I fell in love at first sight. At least for me it was. I saw him standing at the Legion. He was quiet, but not because he didn't have anything to say. He just didn't like to mince words. And whenever he did speak, it was electric. That doesn't sound like the Carlo that I knew. The moment I knew he was the one, though, was the first time we danced together. It was like... Well, like you say, like we were in a movie. And when he said my name, Angela, my knees would buckle. Damn, I think I'm pregnant now. <laughs> oh, you silly fool. <sighs> I wish I could tell you that that feeling was going to last, but it didn't. What do you mean? When we found out we were pregnant, things changed right away. Luna's father was tired of working for Chump Change. That's when we met Carlo. Wait, what? I'm so confused. What are you talking about? Luna's father, Marco Lopez, was obsessed with making a better life for his future daughter. Carlo and him became friends right away. And I think they saw in each other what the other lacked. Carlo was a hustler, someone who was never afraid to work. He was also the life of the party. Talk, 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 talk. Well, <laughs> you know how he was. And Marco loved that about him. I think Carlo loved that Marco was the kind of guy who spoke with his actions and wasn't afraid of taking his shot. And they were both from the same town in Ecuador. You know how that goes for recent immigrants. I don't know what to say. Carlo isn't Luna's real father? He is her real father. Just not her biological father. <sighs> Nothing makes sense anymore. One night, I was about seven months pregnant. I was singing at the golf club in Downey when Marco and Carlo came storming in. They damn near rushed the stage. I knew something was up. Marco was smiling big. So after the show, he showed me. These two locals had migas. They bought fake green cards? An HP or what? Nope. They weren't fake. They were fraudulently obtained, but real. How's that possible? I had no idea. But around the time I found out I was pregnant, a friend introduced Marco to a janitor at the INS office. That janitor helped Marco break in and steal some papers. These papers were used to get green cards for Marco and Carlo. But... But what? But I still needed a green card. So one night... Marco was caught breaking into the INS office to steal more papers. At least that's what we thought went down. We never got confirmation. Oh, shit. Was he arrested? I don't really know anything. Just that the janitor told us he let Marco in like he had done before. Only this time, he never got out. You guys didn't even go looking for him? We didn't know what to do. I was scared and undocumented, not sure if the cops would come to find me next. I was beside myself, but I had a baby to think about. Marco was the love of my life. 
Carlo was a good friend, nothing more. But he took care of me in my darkest moment. And from there, things shifted between us. What does that mean? Well, I knew that Carlo had a crush on me. I think Marco knew too. But it was harmless. Carlo was a great guy. Never in a million years would he have made a move on his best friend's girl. Even if Marco had dropped dead, Carlo was all about doing what was right. Yeah, that's true. But about two months after Marco disappeared, I was still singing on Sundays and working during the week. And Carlo had insisted on picking me up after work every night. So one night after work, he said, with tears in his eyes, I'm not Marco but I'm probably in love with you. I think Marco knew that. Which is why he made me promise that I would step in. So here I am, because I love you, because I loved him. Because that kid of yours deserves what Marco and I never had, a chance. We were married three weeks later at the courthouse. And Luna was born a few days after that. Wild will be back after this break. Hey, listeners. If you're a fan of this show and want to help spread the word, please take a second to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not going to lie, it's going to take more than a few seconds, but it'll help other people find the show. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much. Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Hi, I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, and we are back for another round. This is clearly an NPR audience. (laughs) I think they're so smart. What the hell? My guests this time are actor Vela Lavelle and author Amanda Montel, whose new book, The Age of Magical Overthinking, is out now. Join us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum for book talk, trivia, and hot takes. Tickets can be found at laist.com slash events. Now, back to the show. She was never in love with Carlo? She said her love for Carlo was complicated. Complicated like the Golden Groups complicated or kid in play complicated? <laughs> what? No. like Complicated uh, like Madonna complicated or complicated uh, like... Isn't there a song called Complicated? Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? complicated. Maybe like that. Who's that? I don't know. Avril Lavigne? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as like that Biz Marquis song where he's talking about he's in love with the girl, but she's got a side piece. Because baby, you got what I need. Because you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you got what I need. Got what I need. 
Good morning. It's Air Talk. I'm Larry Mantle. Wonderful to be with you today. Hope your day's off to a great start. Coming up next hour on the program, we continue our week. All right. We made it. (sighs) My legs are stiff. Thank goodness I'm home. Thanks for driving. Thanks for coming with me. Wait, did Luna know? That Carlo wasn't her biological father? Yeah, she knew. Carlo insisted he would be honest to the girl. Always. Too much sometimes. I can't believe Luna never told me. I I guess there's just a lot about your lives I really didn't know. Can I ask you this one thing? Sure. Did you love him? (sighs) I didn't at first. I thought Carlo's love would be big enough for both of us. I really just... This is why I wanted to tell you the story. Carlo and I had a lot of respect for each other. He supported me when I went back to get my GED and then all through college, and we made a life together. We were able to co-parent and build a home and a friendship. And yes, some may even call that love. And maybe what you thought was a rom-com was just two people who were loving each other for something bigger than themselves. And sure, I miss him. But Eric, life isn't a rom-com. At least it wasn't for me or Carlo. I was in a bad situation, and I did what I had to do in order to survive. Well, thank you for sharing. I know it must have been really hard to share that story with me. Oh, I hope it helped. I think so. Anyway, it's getting late. I should get out of here. Okay, give me a hug. (laughs) Mm. Where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to go start surviving. Next time on Wild. Lady over there actually sent you a drink. Who is that? Hey, stranger. Could Could this this be be any more awkward? (laughs) (laughs) How are you in my bar right now? You finally bought the frolic room? You know what I mean. This is a long way from Milwaukee. Love. I'm tired of arguing with you. All this makeup and breakup. Wild is written, directed, and co-hosted by me, Eric Galindo. It is also written, directed, and co-hosted by me, Megan Tan. Megan and I created Wild together. Yes, we did. And this podcast is powered by listeners like you, donating as little as $5 a month. And we can only keep making more episodes like this one with your partnership. 
So you can support the show by donating at las.com slash join. Anjali Sastry Kerbacek is our senior producer. She's also a writer and director on the show. Emma Alabaster produced and sound designed this episode. Kyle Chang is a producer on the show. Our writer's room also included Bruno Lopez Vega and Victoria Alejandro. Mixing and engineering is by Donald Faz. Wild stars Melina Bobadilla as Luna, Gabrielle Ruiz as Angela, and Atsuko Okatsuka as Liz. Thanks to our other voice actors, including Rafael Agustin, Lucy Kopp, Victoria Alejandro, Donald Paz, and DJ Bo Corona. This episode also featured music from the multi-talented Andre Rivera. Austin Cross is our announcer. And if you want to share your wild love story, go to elias.com slash wild. Wild is a production of Elias Studios. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. It really does. They are not wrong. <laughs> now why you playing the fiddle? I'm throwing up the middle. I see you playing games. I can read you like a Kindle. I ain't losing no sleep. Giving brain to my pillow. You insane. I'm for real, though. <laughs> for real, though. This episode of Wild was fictional. The characters and scenes were made up. Thanks so much for listening. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.